0: What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, we got to discuss the good and the bad from the D-backs game two against the San Diego Padres, want to preview the weekend series and beyond, all on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast Welcome into the Locked on Dying Backs podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles, to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or look up Locked on Dimebacks about Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you, it's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube, so please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 500 subscribers, so please hit subscribe, Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. But, for today's podcast, I want to start with the good and the bad from the D-backs bounce back in game two over the San Diego Padres. Not too much bad to talk about from this game because the D-backs in game two just completely dominated the San Diego Padres. And really, they did it late because this was a close and contested um, game throughout because... Zach Gallen was dealing for the D-Backs, of course, as he always does. But Seth Lugo was very good for the San Diego Padres on the other side. Six innings, two earn runs, hit, six hits. Like the D-Backs were able to get a couple of run scoring opportunities and cash in against Seth Lugo. But for the most part, like that's a great start. If you're a San Diego Padres fan, he really kept the D-Backs in check offensively. But when you got Zach Gallen on the mound, who is once again on a new streak of scoreless innings and he's over 20 scoreless innings now because zach allen is a monster and he had another seven innings two hits no earned runs no walks 11 strikeouts and he just looks insane out there on the mound 14 of the 23 batters he faced, first pitch strike in Zach Allen. You look at his velocity in this game, was the tick up. He was insane for the D-backs tonight, and he was dealing. And then you look at the offense for the D-backs, and they came alive in this game. You had 12 hits overall, and... Basically, everyone in your lineup contributed. I mean, Pavin Smith or Ale- Payton Smith and Alec Thomas both didn't get a base hit, but Pavin Smith had a couple of walks. Alec Thomas was still able to score a run. So for the D backs, they are now sitting at 12 and 9 on the season. They're three games above 500. And if you can believe this, looking at the NLS standings, and again, guys, I know it's super early. You guys don't want to talk about standings when it's still the month of April, but guess what? When you're a D backs fan and you've gone through the down seasons you've gone through... After you've gone through the down seasons you've gone through the last few seasons as a D-backs fan. Pretty much ever since you signed Mass Bumgarner. I guess I don't want to bring his name up anymore since he's no longer on the team. I don't want to kick a man while he's down. But basically... Over the last few seasons, the D-backs have not looked very good on the field. They've been slowly climbing the right direction, but specifically against the NOS, they have been getting dominated against whenever they play these NOS teams, the Dodgers and the Padres and the Giants. And we've talked about the D-backs record ad nauseum against the Dodgers and Padres last season. And I know it's still early in the year, but the D-backs once again are playing 500 baseball against the Padres so far this year. The D-backs are playing above 500 baseball against the Dodgers so far this year and you look at the NL West standings the D-backs are at 12 and 9 and the only team above 5 in the NL West standings, Dodgers 10 and 11, Padres 10 and 12, and then the Giants and Rockies both have 6 wins apiece. I know it's early. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but it's surely nice to see the D-backs as the only above 500 team. I I just wish we could take a snapshot of that, freeze in time and hopefully that stay true the whole season because that would be insane if the D-backs were the only team in that division to finish above 500. But Let's talk about some of the bad from this game. And really, there isn't any, like, real, uh, like, (laughs) there wasn't any mistakes. There's really nothing I think the D-backs need to improve on from this game because it was, like, a borderline perfect game. Like, maybe score more runs early. But the bad that I wrote down from this game, like, it's, like, sarcastic bad. It's, like, Gabriel Moreno being robbed of a four hit night because Moreno was fantastic. He was a superstar of the night for one of the superstars of the night for the D backs in this game. And Moreno ended up going three for four. Almost snuck another ball through the infield and Hassan Kim just made a fantastic diving stop on it. Saved a base hit for sure there and got Moreno out. After Moreno picked up a base hit with his legs Wasn't quick enough that time, was thrown out, and he was robbed of a four-hit night, so don't like that. That's one of my dislikes. Another dislike from this game. I want the D-backs to make my prediction true that they will finish, you know in the lead at the end of the season in Major League Baseball, or I think I at least said the National League, in stolen bases. And no stolen bases tonight for the D-backs. They did have a ton of base runners. They did have a ton of people on base, but no one got a chance to steal any bases tonight. And I want to see the D-backs steal as many bases as possible. Of course, we scored nine runs and get 12 hits like the D-backs for like a hitting machine tonight. They didn't really need to steal the bases because they were able to Bring everybody home, whoever got on a base. There was another guy getting a base hit, and bringing that guy home. So you didn't really need to manufacture the runs um like you do sometimes when you steal bases. But for the D-backs tonight, they were a hitting machine. So I guess it wasn't as much of a priority as usual. And then this one is probably something that I shouldn't bring up too much. But maybe my MVP prediction of Juan Soto. Because I thought he was going to be MVP. And Juan Soto and the rest of the Padres lineup... Did absolutely nothing tonight, and my allergies started messing with my nose a little bit. I'm starting to sound low and easily. Um, The Juan Soto and the rest of the Padres lineup played to their averages tonight. Like if you look me down this Padres lineup outside of Xander Bogarts, like everyone's a 220 or worse hitter pretty much. And Juan Soto came into tonight's game um, batting below 200. He left tonight's game batting below 200. Manny Machado right around 220, like Xander Bogarts is the only one carrying that offense right now. So my MVP prediction of Juan Soto taking home the MVP trophy this year and having a monster second year in San Diego doesn't seem too likely right now. But I want to talk about some of the good as well from this D-backs game and no longer talk about the negative. And one thing that is good for me when it comes to buying tickets is the game time app because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is the place for last minute ticket deals forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find the tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LockdownMOB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LockedonMOB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, all right, all right. Let's get, let me put my name on for my YouTube audience. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast here. Let's talk about some of the good from this game to against the San Diego Padres. And there's a lot to talk about because the D-backs absolutely destroyed The San Diego Padres in game two. And once again, they did that late with a huge seven run eighth inning. And maybe that's the first thing we can start off and talk about because the D-backs just went batter after batter and just batted around in that inning. Because I I thought this was going to be when we were entering that inning. It felt like this game was going to just come down to the bullpen. And my whole, you know, because I'm trying to think about how I want to talk about these Post game podcast and what I'm going to talk about and the angles I'm going to hit. And so I have to start thinking about it early before the game's even over. And entering the eighth inning, I was like, all right, this was a game where if the D backs win, it's a game where Zach Gallen dominated and the D backs bullpen was able to get two shutdown innings closed the door in the San Diego Padres, and the offense was able to do just enough to win, and I thought Zach Allen in the bullpen was going to be the star of the night, the bullpen having to shut out innings and just doing what the bullpen needs to do when you do have a Zach Allen performance like that, and the bullpen did do what it needed to do, but the story of this game is more than just the bullpen and Zach Allen. because it's a combination of all three phases Open, rotation, and lineup because the lineup was also fantastic tonight. And in that seventh inning, it was just insane because Kentel Marte started off the inning with an infield single. And then right after that, Corby Carroll hit his first missile of the night that landed because Corby Carroll was hitting rockets in that game. But unfortunately, none of them was landing for base hits. He was able to get a single there. Guriel comes up later after a Walker lineout, and Guriel singles. He scores a run. Moreno singles. He scores another one. Perdomo gets a double in that inning. Rojas grounds out and scores somebody. Marte finishes the inning by scoring somebody else with a single of his own. Like when you get someone to start off the inning with a single and end the inning with a single, like you're doing something right in that inning. So the offense and what they were able to do in the eighth inning. With that seven-run inning was really impressive, and it is probably the first positive that I want to talk about from tonight's game. The second positive that I want to talk about, just diving deeper into the offense, is the three stars of the lineup for tonight's game. One is Kenton Marte, who went bonkers, three for five, two RBIs a run scored. Gabriel Moreno, the guy we talked about earlier, is the second star of the game. He went three for four three RBIs, he was fantastic. And then Geraldo Perdomo, who I don't know if he went on a spiritual awakening trip with Aaron Rodgers, did a little ayahuasca this offseason because he's been insane. His slash line after this game, 400 average, 478 OBP, and a 650 slugging. Right now, Gabriel Moreno is on one, and I don't know where this guy comes, like why he's dominating on this level right now, I don't know how long he can keep this up for because Gerardo Perdomo is still someone who I think is probably like, could be a solid major leaguer, maybe slightly above average shortstop, but it's not like a star shortstop. I don't think he's going to be someone that's like a main fixture of your team. Maybe he could be someone that's like, you know, the end of your lineup glue guy that every team needs in the playoff rotation, but The guy that we're seeing right now, like he's freaking Derek Jeter out there with how he's with the constant base hits and the timely hits and the clutch hits like Gerardo Perdomo is doing it all at the plate right now. And it is so much fun to watch and I want to see how long he can keep it up for because it's really impressive and it is not something that I wrote down entering the season. I did not put on the bingo card of Gerardo Perdomo being the breakout player of the year for the d-backs so it's pretty fun to watch and i want to see how long gerardo perdomo could keep it going for of course the other big like of the night is zach allen because The man is locked in once again, and he started off the season kind of shaky, remember? Those first couple starts, he did get shelled, and this was a nice bounce-back game for Zach Allen against the San Diego Padres, because he had one start already this season against the San Diego Padres, and he was not the best in that one. Six innings, five runs, four earned runs, and only three strikeouts. He had two home runs allowed. Like It was not the Zach Allen that we were accustomed to, and... Entering the season, of course, I've said he could win Cy Young, as I'm going to do as the homer of this podcast, doing the Locked on podcast. Of course, I thought Zach Allen had a real chance to win the Cy Young entering the season. And after his first two starts, I was like, what's the real Zach Allen? I'm like, I think he's a stud. I think he's a number one pitcher. But he did have that weird 2021 season where he didn't look good. And so far to start 2023, he doesn't look good through the first two starts. And now, would it be a trend if every other year you get a down Zach Allen season? Where does his real ceiling lie? I had to have a little moment where I questioned myself, maybe just a little bit, through those first two starts of the season. And now, you look at his next three starts, I feel stupid forever, doubting if I ever had any doubts for Zach Allen Because those first two starts, nine earned runs total in those first two starts of the season for Gallon. He, he had a 7.59 ERA after his second start. Gallon in his next three starts, seven innings, no earned runs, 11 Ks, 6.2 innings, no earned runs, seven strikeouts, and then tonight, seven innings, no earned runs, another 11 Ks, and he's given up a total of seven hits during that time as well. Zach Allen has been absolutely locked in right now, and it is just so much fun to watch because Watching him live, going to game two, I mean, the pitches, hey, he was painting black. I mean, he's threading the needle. He's hitting the outside zone and just, like, dotting it up, basically. And you can see the pitch snapping, and you can see him, like, locating effectively, basically, Maybe not every time, of course, but it feels like wherever the catcher wants the ball, Zach Allen's going to get there. Yeah, there might have been a couple pitches in the dirt, but he looks so dominant today. And his fastball velocity, like that's the biggest thing. His fastball velocity is up. It was up like a mile an hour. <clears throat> it was up like a tick today in today's ball game. And he's been throwing the fastball more. During this recent stretch run of him dominating again, specifically the last two starts, we've seen Gallon throw that fastball a little bit more. And the fastball was super effective tonight. Once again, for him, when he has that curveball working as well, he can just get through a whole ball game with basically just two pitches and then he throws in that change up and cutter, and it's over for the opposing batter. So a wonderful Zach Gallon game. So I guess that's all my likes from this game. Oh yeah, then I already touched on it, but the bullpen, right? The two shutdown innings, I don't want to overlook the bullpen. Miguel Castro came in through 13 pitches, super efficient, looked great, locked in, no playing around, no walks, no, oh, here's three balls, no strikes. He's got to work his way back into it. No. Miguel Castro came in, shut it down. Joe Mantiply, so nice to see him back. Bullpen's got options now. Like The idea of at least you, you feel like you got like four dudes you could trust, right? Miguel Castro, Mantel, and Kyle Nelson. Some days you could throw in maybe a Kevin Ginkle in there. I'm probably missing a guy or two, but at least four legit guys you could trust right now out the bullpen. And that has to feel good as a Diamondbacks fan with how rough it's been. And don't forget, you can listen to the hometown broadcast of every D-backs pitch if you download the SiriusXM app and search backs And also guys, real quick, before we preview the weekend series, I just want to talk to you about my favorite baseball game app right now, the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM app, because It's the coolest game i played in a long time, okay? I've always thought I could be a great Major League GM, and as it turns out, it's not all that easy. If you've had the same thought and have fantasized about managing your own franchise, go and download Pro Baseball GM immediately. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons, and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing through difficult personalities and injuries, navigating your franchise through free agency, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is a completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to. Right now, I'm playing against the other locked-on hosts, and my Phoenix Pirates are dominating them I'm kicking their butts and they don't know how to build a team like me. That's why I took their money in fantasy baseball locked on nine listeners get a hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out to download the game. Just visit ProBaseballGM.com, GM.com scan the code or look it up on the app store. That's pro GM.com ultimate baseball, GM start your dynasty today. Alright, alright, right. right. Let's get back into the podcast. Let me get my name up here. My allergies are kicking my butt, but we're powering through. And let's talk about the weekend series. The last two games, because entering the series, I said the D-backs were going to split this series with the San Diego Padres. Go 500, because I think that's... I mean, it's not the best case scenario. The best case scenario is a sweep, right? Or take three out of... Or take three out of four and win the series. But I would take a 500 series against the San Diego Padres. He who has kicked our butts over the last few years. And I thought the D-backs were going to win game one because Ryan Nelson has had some sex. I thought the D-backs were going to win game one because Ryan Nelson has had some sex success. I don't know why I couldn't say that word just now has had some success. There we go against the San Diego Padres. Too many S's for me. The Serpientes too late at night recording this after the D-backs game. I am struggling to talk and I might have had a value beer or two at the D-backs game. And Ryan Nelson, he's had some success against the Padres in the past. So I thought that's why they might were going to win game one, which they did do. Gallon, the opposite. He's struggled. See, another S-word against the San Diego Padres in the past, and so I thought the D-backs were going to potentially lose game two, and the reverse has happened. Pick the D-backs win game three and lose game four, so maybe the D-backs will win game four and lose game three, but we got Merrill Kelly versus Joe Musgrove on the battle tomorrow. We got righty versus righty, and it is also... Joe Musgrove's debut of course it is because everyone wants to make their debut against the Arizona Diamondbacks because we are of course the best litmus test in baseball right now the Diamondbacks are the team to play if you want to really showcase if you're a contender or not in Major League Baseball because if you think about the teams we've played so far we've played the Padres the Dodgers the Brewers the Cardinals like the Marlins, like all the D-backs play are like 500 teams. I don't think the Marlins are a 500 team right now, but they came into the season with overwhelming odds to win that division. So it's like the D-backs are the best Olympicists right now for all Major League Baseball teams. So not surprised surprise. Everyone wants to make their return against the D-backs. But we got Joe Musgrove making his season debut against the D-backs. And let's take it to Musgrove. I mean, the D-backs so far this season – they're slightly better against lefties and righties but it's really not that big of a difference to even make a big deal about it and for Joe Musgrove in his career against the Arizona Diamondbacks he's been like a solid pitcher he hasn't like dominated like it's been a pretty even matchup like a 3-8-3 year 51 innings pitch, 22 earned runs like He hasn't dominated the D-backs, but he's been good against the D-backs. And I think the D-backs, with the way they're playing baseball right now, like the offense, just completely locked in. Like you look at their recent game log when it comes to just like the run scoring totals. Like the D-backs are actually putting up some huge scores on the board. And they started the season kind of slow offensively, but they've really been picking it up and turning it around like nine runs in game two, five runs in game one five runs before that, eight runs before that, six runs before that, five runs before that. Like, they're basically on, not basically, this is what they are on. One, two, three, four, five, six straight games of at least five runs or more. Like, that's pretty good for a baseball team. Like, anytime you get over four and a half runs, I guess, a game. You're in, like, the upper echelon of offenses in Major League Baseball, so the D-backs be on this little streak where they're getting at least five runs in six straight games. Like, yeah, you're going to do pretty good during that time, and that's why the D-backs are four and two during that stretch, because if you hit at least five-run runs, like, the D-backs have the pitching to do damage and, you know, be effective against these opposing teams. Like, you saw what Zach Allen could do. He's a stud. Merrill Kelly is a stud, and I hope Merrill Kelly can continue the dominance he's had against the San Diego Padres in his career tomorrow because if you get and Kelly back-to-back wins like you feel pretty good already in this series like you already got your 500 mark so I think that would be ideal just to relieve the stress and pressure of going into a game four of the series and saying you're down you know uh, two games to one and saying if you don't win this fourth game then you lose the series three out of four and it feels like you were never in the series but if you win game three, then it feels like you're dominating this other team, despite the team maybe winning game four and making a 500 series in the end anyway. So I definitely want to see for my stresses and my nerves to to see Merrill Kelly dominate the San Diego Padres in game three, because I think that would probably make me feel the best. But I also want to see the D-backs dominate on Sunday because you Darvish has dominated the D-backs in his career and I just feel like he makes a face or he's always like talking crap or he's always like doing something that's just irritating me whenever he's pitching against the D-backs. So i like to see the D-backs take it to him and i like to see a longer leash from Dre Jameson as well. Let him go four and a half, five innings. Let him get those six, seven strikeouts. I want to see a longer leash. I want some more fantasy points in my lineup and I want to see the D-backs win the next two games, but if not, at least get a series split, and I would be pretty happy with that. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Come back next week for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Hopefully, my allergies will be better. Don't forget, you can catch every D-backs pitch on the Hometown Broadcast on the XM app if you search Diamondbacks. Thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks first listed every day. And come back next week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Deuces. Done.